Live from the Motor City, all the way to the Volunteer State, it's time for the Reckless Speculation Podcast, where we recklessly speculate the latest news in the world of sports, from college football to NASCAR. We've got you covered. And don't forget to stick around for the world-famous Bet Your Nuts, where we will give you your best bets to make the most money. Now sit back, grab your favorite drink of choice, and join Robbie Davis, Raj Mehta, Brandon Chain, and Tom Sloan. It's showtime. Welcome, everyone, to Reckless Speculation. I know, I know, it's this time of the year. Everyone's depressed. It is post-football season, but don't you worry. We are here to keep you guys entertained. We have got a lot of good topics to hit today, and we, on the upcoming weeks, we are going to have a lot of controversial and reckless speculation topics for you guys to hit on. But today we are going to talk about the football year in review, talk about college basketball, and finally, finally, I have talked the group into talking a segment about the Daytona 500 and the upcoming trip that Tom, I, and a loyal listener, Barry, have coming up to Talladega. But before we get started, everyone, if you'll please like this show subscribe comment it really helps us whether it's facebook youtube twitter slash x instagram some podcast or spotify spotify uh we would really appreciate it um without further ado thanks for watching and i'm going to welcome in our team i know for a fact we have tom on tom how are you mr robbie how are you tonight Hey, I'm doing very, very well. Yes, I'm looking forward to uh, the NASCAR uh, Daytona recap. Uh, it should be should be uh, a lot of fun hitting on that. It's only taken, what, a year and a half, maybe two years? We're we going on two years now? I, yep. I can't keep track yep. of it. We finally we're got brand- a NASCAR topic. We're branching out. Yes. We're not just football around here. Yes. Um, and I know for a fact backstage we have Brandon Chain. What's going on, <laughs> fellas? Hey, well, um, welcome. I think branching out is just the necessity of how bad the other uh, sports have been lately. Yeah, so, you're, right. Uh, you're right. AKA NBA. So Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And then I don't know whether or not, I'm guessing we do not have Raj yet. Nope, he has not entered the green green room as of yet. But uh, okay. as soon as he does, we'll bring him on. We, uh, uh, we graciously await his arrival. Yes, Indian Standard Time is it, not only is it late, it's kind of flexible on how late it can be, um, but not nonetheless, we will march on. So, guys, I talked about it briefly in the intro. Football is behind us. We, um, as any podcast that does and most of them do, football kind of writes itself, and we're able to talk about that. So now it's when we get actually creative and we start having some more character to our show um but we're not leaving football in the rearview mirror just yet tom i want to start with you you had obviously michigan win the championship you had detroit make the playoffs win some playoff games um 
I'm not going to ask, is this the best football season of your life? Because I think it has to be. Uh, my question is, is this because Detroit, the Tigers won the World Series. The Red Wings have won multiple, multiple Stanley Cups. Um, but is this the best sports season of your life? It's up there. It's definitely up there. Football-wise, no question. Um, never thought, really, I would see Michigan win one, and that was that was awesome. What a, what a great year there. And then what the Lions did, and I've talked about it before, um, just incredible being a part of that and, and how they were, you know, a couple plays away from the Super Bowl, which would have been wild. But, you know, I look back to – 2006 was a was probably really memorable for me uh, as far as that goes. The Tigers went, went to the World Series. They didn't win, um, but they were two years removed from the worst record in American League history. Uh, so the turnaround that they experienced was incredible. Um, they they got Pudge Rodriguez in 2005, and in 2006 they were you know super, uh, World Series bound. So that 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 ranks up there. They haven't won a World Series since '84. I was uh, oh, I was uh, six years old. So, but um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, that was a was an an awesome year. 2004. We were talking pre-show about um, you know some of our you know memorable NBA champions, and and of course the Pistons won it in 2004. That was a cool cool run for me. I lived like two miles from the palace, so. Uh, I was right in the thick of it. So, but as far as this season goes, it's definitely top five, and and it's going to be hard to top that moving forward in the next year. Obviously, Michigan's made a lot of changes, and and can can Detroit the Lions keep the ball rolling? But uh, as far as you know, overall, yeah, top five for sure, no question about it. Um, well, uh, yeah, to have one championship and even a championship in a playoff season is uh foreign to me so i get to live vicariously through you yeah you guys at least got to a super bowl though so. yeah and lost the one yard line yeah so. forgot what my sweatshirt said oh dos angeles that was, um, that was a good year. well welcome raj welcome and, and the 2004 uh pistons uh well i wrote, they, they, they dismantled raj's uh lakers <laughs> that wasn't even the lakers that was like the AARP Lakers, but yeah, that sucked. But uh, no, man, that's you deserve, especially a city like Detroit. As I've said many times, you know, it was America's darling, America's sweetheart until America was done with it. And then, then they completely ignored it, washed it up, and threw it away. And it stayed that way on its own for years. And no town deserves this more. And there are better things to come. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how is the Tigers' outlook this year, Tom? Is it is- they're they finished, I think, 10 games over 500 if you <clears throat> from May on last year, and they finished second in the central. They've got such uh, an array of young arms, young talent, and uh, I'll talk about that later. But the yeah. expectations are, are division this year, and with AJ Hinch as their manager, I, I think they've got a really good chance as long as they stay healthy in a very winnable division. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, so th- this is the time of year where we all have to struggle with the moving on from football and what happens next. Um, Brandon, I know you're not a huge 
NCAA basketball guy or basketball guy in general, where does your attention go? Does it go to the NBA, NCAA? You waiting for golf, or where? Are you, where's your mindset at this time of the year? Um, I've, I've already been watching golf. I mean, that's really all that's on. I, I've tried to watch Ohio State, um, NCAA. They're just god awful this year, and it's Whoa. it's hard to watch. Tell um, that to Purdue. Well, you know. That was Purdue overlooking an easy team. That you know, that happens. Um, Tough critic. But uh, no, they're terrible. I've watched them play. They, I mean, they don't really have any shooters. They they don't move the ball well. It's just it's awful. Um, but I, I'm trying to get there because March is around the corner. So I'm trying to catch you know some of the late games when I actually get down to bed and want to click something on before I, I go to bed. So trying to get up to date on, on the NCAA NBA is almost unwatchable now. I just can't, um, especially after that performance in the all-star game, which we'll get to that, but it, it was just, it, it's so bad, uh, but golf for sure, especially lift working in here. What I find like at least, so this is my compare and contrast before I get to Raj about, college basketball and NCAA or college basketball and NBA, at least I can gamble on college basketball because they try every night. Right. The NBA, I find it ungambable on. Well, you don't know who's going to, you know, scratch last minute, sit out and, or, you know, take a rest or whatever it is. The over. The all-star game was easy money though on the East. Easy. And I'll explain why. Yeah, well, uh, but that was I, unwatchable. We'll, we'll, what yeah. a terrible! Yeah, we'll, we'll, well, I didn't watch a fucking minute of it. But yeah, it we'll, yeah, we'll, well, yeah, we'll just get, we'll go straight to Raj. Uh, talk about the NBA All Star Game. You said you already, you know, said you didn't watch. Did you watch any of the All Star Weekend, the dunk contest, three point shootout? I thought no. I didn't watch it. I thought I thought the uh, three point shootout between uh, Steph and Sabrina was cool. Yeah, or at least the idea was cool. I didn't see it, but. Did you I agree, and they had done it last year, I believe, and I believe that had the highest ratings of anything all weekend, I believe. I was trying to verify my apologies for all for being late. Everyone's busy in life. I'm not going to bother, but um, I'm pretty sure, and at least by me, that was the most interesting thing. You know, you've got a, uh, and Steph Curry, kudos to him for doing that, knowing that, you know, he's the marquee name. He's 35 now, and you know, in the dunk contest, those guys, hey, he's 34, 35. And in the dunk contest, you know, the the vets don't do it. It's for the up-and-comers. And, and now it's for guys that don't even play in the league, in Mac McClung, <laughs> who plays like two games a year and suddenly is in the dunk contest. And, YouTube you know, sensation. You know, like a short white guy that can get up. Like there was a guy, Jordan Kilgannon, who won the dunk contest contest show they had on nba tv that lasted one no two years um and that's what this has become and if you're going straight to me i i bet on the east they were three and a half point dogs i almost took the over which was over 300 something um the east scored 211 points it was the first time in history a team had scored 200 points um including a 100 point quarter uh which did happen in the first quarter uh, and uh, I guess the third quarter and the fourth quarter, uh, the second quarter only had 93 combined points. Um, I bet the East because of the reason why the All-Star game is a joke. And that's 
It's an in-season tournament in arguably the most rigorously athletic season there is in the NBA. You don't have a week off. It's not like there's a week off in football. But, you know, if you're a star, you're playing every night back-to-back 80 games. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, they had additional five, six, seven seasons in playoff games on their legs. You know, four rounds of seven games each. It's ridiculous. And now they add the in-season tournament. The NBA All-Star Game is an event. It's people that, you know, in the NFL, they don't go to the All-Star Game to hang out. But everyone goes to party at the NBA All-Star Game. It's like a it's red a, carpet. It's a pageant show. It's, that's all it is. So, I mean, the first thing I would do is get rid of all the bullshit and put it after the season. Three weeks after the season. Like the Pro Bowl. Chill like and we'll, make it like, like the Pro Bowl. You know, have it more relaxed and more fun because I've been on the East because the, the West starting lineup is all 30-year-old vets that are not going to play. LeBron played 13 minutes last year. He played 14 this year. Luca, 20 minutes. Dallas is not going to risk that. Uh, Shy Joel Alexander is going to play because he's young and they can bounce back. Um, Durant, 20 minutes. Anthony Davis, 20. Paul George, 10. Kawhi, 10. None of those guys were going to play compared to the East where, you know, Tatum had 50 last year. Um, Lillard played 30 minutes. New team. MVP, 39 points. Halliburton, awesome kid, averaging almost a triple-double at home, 32 points, 30 minutes. Uh, what's his name, man? Jalen Brown, 36. Young, active stars that played. So that was easy money. Uh, as for the game itself, yeah, like I said, make it after the season because adding the in season and then adding this means that, like, people – I mean, the players are going to play even less. And they try to give them a hundred grand for the team winning. Let's be fucking real here. I mean, that's a lot of money to any of us. A lot. Maybe not Rob or actually Chain. But the in-season tournament, some guy's got 500 grand. Great. That's 10 seconds of LeBron James playing. Mm. Um, it's not going to make anybody play harder. And if it does, it'll make the young guys who then beat the shit out of the old guys who people come to see play. So everybody leaves with a sour taste in their mouth. So, so my suggestion would be, so right now it's obvious the NFL has said, screw you NBA, we're taking over Christmas. Yep. I think you put a, put it on Christmas day. You guys, you guys play hard as you can. We'll give you two weeks off after Christmas. You play best on best and play your ass off. And let's see if we can get some eyeballs. Or make, well, it, like, make it like baseball. Make it what like if baseball. somebody gets hurt, though. Well, or look at make it matter in baseball. I mean, you're, I mean, this whole heart injury—you can get hurt any any day, game. That's the thing. It's the risk yeah, of the but, thing. But yeah. I enjoyed that. Five players, and you have an international global superstar like a LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, the game means nothing. And I would scrap the game all like all together. Fuck it. Make the well, dunk. Give that five hundred grand to the winner of that. I mean, I, I I didn't know one. I didn't know who won the dunk contest. When you said he was white, I, I if you would have asked me what his name was, was he white or black? How tall he was? I would have had no idea. His I didn't. Name I didn't is Max McClung. I mean, you 
an educated. He's back to back. He was a YouTube sensation guy. Yeah. He got. I, I mean, who else was even in it? Like, was no, uh, no one else that I know. Like, well, Javi, Javier, uh, uh, what's his name? Vasquez. Uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Jaime Jaquez from UCLA, who barely dunked at UCLA. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who that is either. Yeah, I mean, he was the first round pick of the Heat, but I was like, wait a minute, that dude doesn't really get up. Um, like I said, give that 500 grand prize to this and see what young up and comers, you know, when Jordan and Neek did it in 88, they were both three, four years in the league. It, the game means nothing. Well, and I mean, I mean, they, they like, I mean, they like basketball. I thought that new, um, tournament they did this year, the pre like in season, beginning of the season tournament they did this year. That was a lot more entertaining than than something of this nature. Like that actually kind of meant something, and you had your your star players playing hard. I mean, everyone obviously it's the beginning of the year. Everyone's anxious to get back at basketball. Lakers so, hung a banner for that. They did, but they did, and the bracket was kind of weird. But all the more reason not to have an All Star game in the middle of the year. Yeah. All right, all right, gentlemen. Let's move on from a non-basketball event to some real basketball. Real basketball? Yeah. What uh, <laughs> transition? Uh, uh, no transition. <laughs> we are Spirit Airlines today, folks. Uh, our, our, no, I thought Brandon are, was hosting those. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're low frills, that's for sure. Brandon, Brandon like frozen? Somebody, oh, no. Did he shit? Somebody shit in his Cheerios? You're supposed to take over, Brandon. That's what he's saying. I don't, I don't think he can hear anything. Sorry. Well, I, oh. I can't hear right now. Technical difficulties. All right. All right. Uh, well, I'll Tom, take go over. Ahead. Tom, uh, go ahead and take over. For well, I'd love to because for once I would like to talk about the University of Tennessee. I've said it before, being a transplant, Tennessee football can kick rocks, mainly because of the fans who are so unrealistic and boast every single year. Whereas the basketball team, I like. I like I'm a basketball purist. I like Rick Barnes. I like the offense he runs. I like how he preaches defense and what he does. And case in point is what he's done with a Northern Colorado transfer, the White Mamba. And that's the difference. And, Rob, I'm going to ask you right now, number one, what do the Vols look like to you? And number two, I think this year is different, even from the Grant Williams and Schofield loaded teams. Am I right? And why? Yes, you are right. You 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 are right that they look different. Obviously, this is a wild sport, and anything can happen in one game playoff. But look, this is a Sweet Sixteen team last year that had Zakai Ziegler hurt on the last game of the regular season, play without him all postseason. Similar to the Sweet Sixteen, you add Ziegler back, and you add the probably the SEC Player of the Year. This is a guy who, one, I saw a draft today, a mock draft today where they're talking about him going to the Hawks. I would love that at number 10. NBA, he has learned discipline and some defense under Barnes. He is a – when because let's be honest, at least, at least with Tennessee and most every team, 
in college basketball. It's not the NBA. It's not easy to make shots. Um, you're going to need, at some point, a guy to throw the ball and get you a bucket. And Dalton Connect is that dude, without question. He is six six. He can handle. He can drive. He's creative. He is everything they have been lacking. Through they, they've been ranked in the top ten more often than they haven't under Rick Barnes, and this is the best chance they have to break through. It's insane that a t- a school with the resources, with the fan base, everything that Tennessee hasn't got to a Final Four yet. Um, they're they're ranked top fifteen in Ken Palm offense and defense efficiency. If you look back at the past ten champions, that's what you need. Obviously, Purdue and UConn are juggernauts, but they have proven they can be beaten. I'm Giddy. All the other, the most of, or not most, the slim minority of the Tennessee fans that just suck can just fuck the hell off. <laughs> well, we have uh. Uh, Rich Jasper checking in from uh, Germany. Germany. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, wanting to know if we uh, did any strip club reviews. Uh, uh, well, not sure. Uh, hey, hey, Talladega preview. I was going to say. Yeah. You walk around Talladega, it's a strip club out there. Yes. Multiple continents, let me know. Yes. Now, I. So uh, sorry, guys. My I had a little technical difficulties there. Um, Tennessee, I think they've got the team. They could do it. It's just you know, as we all know, when you get in that tournament, it's it's who's the hot hand, who's got the the ball at the end. Like, there's so many factors that go into it. But as far as is putting them, can can they win it or can they make the final four? Absolutely. I mean, they've got the team to do it. They've got the shooters. They've got the defense. Um, I've actually watched them more than I have the Buckeyes because we're so terrible. Uh, but yeah, and and just you know, I think the whole Tennessee athletics as of late has really kind of stepped it up a little bit. Um, I'm not a big balls fan or anything, but got to give them a little props. I mean, all all sports are doing really well right now. I know that hurt you, Brandon. I know that. Hurt yeah. You. Well, well, you know. I give credit where credit's due. So, Roz, you're 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 a big college hoops fanatic like I am. Um, right now, who do you have as the favorites? And it talking balls is Tennessee one of those? For the first time in a long time, absolutely. And it comes down to a few things. You know, last year. Let me say this. What Connect is doing reminds me of what Kemba Walker did with UConn, with, with Carmelo. That's um, a great comparison. And and he, he's a guy that can – Wayne Ellington back in the day with North Carolina, Chalmers with Kansas the year before. He's a guy that can put a team on his back. And Tennessee, I thought the Schofield and Grant Williams – I'm a big fan of bangers, and, and you know, and I call those guys the tweeners back in the day, six, six, six seven to six nine, two thirty to two fifty. I thought that was the team, but they did not have a, a 
a go-to scorer who can get his own shot off and create his own shot. And, you know, Shabazz Napier with UConn 2014 uh, just popped in my head and connect is that guy. He is a pure basketball player. I thought he was a 6'6 white guy with slow feet who was, you know, basically had long range. When I saw him play the first time, I was astonished. Back to the basket. Um, feet, mid-range, getting to the basket, using his body, drawing contact. Um, you can't be a high scorer without getting to the line. That guy does it all. He's got a beautiful fade. In, in many ways, in the college game, he's very difficult to guard. He had, what, 30 points in four out of five games, the first time that's been done in the SEC in like 14 years. Um, and SEC plays averaging 24.4 points per game. But the difference with him, and he said it himself, is defense. At Northern Colorado, he didn't play defense. And his favorite player growing up was uh, KD. And that's one of the reasons why he went to Barnes. And Tennessee staff worked relentlessly with this kid, who, again, is long-armed. And, you know, they started smart, getting him in passing lanes. You know, they've got aggressive guards, uh, very complex sound defenses that challenge shots and hold teams to low percentages. He can roam, and he's become a hell of a defensive player, a complete player which is why he's a lottery pick so all in all i'm just they have that go-to guy they've got experienced guards you know they've got some Ganey starting to play a lot better guys coming off the bench um adeyu and toby waka are really coming to their own the one thing that really worries me though is free throws they have not shot the free throw very well and uh that that counts in march it does. You know, That's an easy fix. Well, you would think. I, I wish Huntley Hatfield stayed because Adu is awesome, but I think they need more on the front line when it comes to the tournament. Yeah. Because there's a lot more balance in some of those other teams. But that was a long way to say the White Mamba has impressed the fuck out of me, and Tennessee is absolutely a championship contender this year. Well, from, from a championship contender – to I don't want to ruin the night, <laughs> but I have to ask USC start of the season, top 25, highly rated recruiting class, Bronny James in this class. Um, they're sitting four and 11 in conference, 10 and 16 overall. Um, Coach, coach came from Gulf Coast, Andy Enfield. Uh, such great hype. And what, what ha what's happened for most I mean, of us? Don't stay up after dark. What's happened? This is the worst season I've ever seen. The expectations were top 15 or higher preseason by a lot of accounts. They got the number one recruit in the country, Isaiah Collier, the point guard out of, out of Georgia. Uh, Boogie Ellis returned, which ended up being a bad thing. And it, it really killed ball movement, among other things. And it caused a good young guard, Silas Demery Jr., to change his mind and go to Georgia, where he's playing great. Uh, but, you know, Bronny had cardiac arrest 
Last year, five-star Vince Uachuku had cardiac arrest. Almost dying is obviously the worst thing, and their health is most important. But it happened in the off-season, and that's the most pivotal time between high school and your first college basketball game. The team was gelling. They were leaving for Greece. They were crushing, and Bronny almost dies. And not to mention the effect it has on them emotionally, but that was just the beginning of the end. And last year, Iwachukwu, he he never bounced back. And Collier, we learned, doesn't play defense at all. He was considered a number one pick overall. And his defensive effort is absolute trash. Same with Boogie Ellis. Uh, four guys have had significant injuries. But it's really come down to the opposite of what they're used to, which is developing yeah. players and and playing as a team and playing good defense. And instead they have egos and five stars, and it's been a total shit show. Raj, uh, we're getting a bit of an echo on you, so see if you can adjust your audio. Tom, I'm going to go to you real quick on this. Um, So Bronny James, obviously astronomical expectations because of his name. Um, freshman USC, he's average 5.7 points a game, I think. Um, but I've heard talks of the Lakers thinking about drafting him probably to appease, I mean, not probably, but to appease his dad, obviously. Um, well, one, what do you think about Bronny James's freshman year? And two, would that, would that him going pro be good for anyone? Well, I think I think Raj hit it as far as his freshman year goes. Um, you're coming back from an episode where you almost died. How mentally prepared are you to take on the next season? You know, maybe he came back a little too early. Maybe he thought uh, it would help him out a little bit more by coming back. I'm not sure, um, but I do know coming out of high school, he wasn't. I mean, he didn't have his dad-like numbers. I mean, I don't think many people do. So I, I don't know if he's any better than where he's at right now. Maybe next year it, 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 he gets a little bit more prepared. Uh, he has a little bit more um, uh, uh, faith in his game and his health, and, and it'll improve. But um, I, I really don't think Bronny is, is much better than where he's at. And as far as him going to the Lakers, that would absolutely be a gimmick pick. That would that would keep LeBron there for at least one season. And he has made mention before that he wanted to play with his son. And he's even made other comments that said he wants to play with his younger son, who apparently is is a lot better than Bronny. So um it would be a gimmick pick. It would be a Mac McGlung in the the dunk contest. Just you put him on the bench. Uh, maybe he gets some uh, court time with his dad in 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 you know mindless minutes. But um, I don't think he's an NBA player. Uh, I think he's definitely uh, taken advantage of his name. Um, but you know, another year of, of preparation and and feeling like more of himself. Maybe he can he can uh, come out in his sophomore year and, and, and do something a little bit more than what he's doing, but I, I, I wouldn't count on it. Well, you know, uh, Brandon, I'll 
go to you real quick, and then we'll go back to Raj for some final Bronny James comments. I'm thinking of uh, people in that position. Um, off the top of your head, who can you think of of children that have had dad professional stars that have outperformed them? I'm thinking Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds. Uh, how about Charlie Woods, who just tried to qualify for a PGA event? Um, he's not going to outdo his dad, though, is he? No, he's not going to outdo his dad. Yeah. But what Pressure. I'm saying is, you know, we we have this image in our head that these kids of these great superstars are going to be equivalent or better. It, I mean, these are generational talents that we witness and their kids, although they have the same DNA, it's just not going to happen. Like very rarely do you see your kids surpass. Like you said, maybe bonds junior, um, but that's very rare that you see something like that. Uh, That's the only two I can think of, really. Yeah, but you look, you know, LeBron's considered, you know, top three, top five of all time. Tiger's considered, you know, top two, top three golfer of all time. There's no way. I mean, if his kid made top 25 of all time, that would be an amazing feat. Well, well, Charlie could win 13 majors. 13. Yeah. And still not to that. Still not be that. Yeah. Charlie... You know, and he, let's let's be honest. I'm not here to bash Charlie. Like this, he's a 15 year old kid. He's got a tremendous amount of pressure on him, and, and he tried to qualify, pre qualify for a PGA qualifying event. Okay, he didn't do so well today. Tons of pressure, but he's 15. All right, give the kid a break. We've all seen him in the PNC. He he is a phenomenal talent. Golf's hard. Blah blah blah. All all that that comes with it. He'll be fine. Um, I'm sure he'll he'll make the PGA with all his training and his talent. Now, the expectation of him being his dad, that's just not going to happen. Like that, I mean, people need to get that out of their head. Same with Bronny. I don't care which son it is, the, the one that hasn't made it to college yet or, or you know, Bronny. It, it's not going to happen. You're not going to see them turn into LeBron James 2.0. It's just not going to happen. So let's give these kids a break. Especially coming off of almost dying. I mean, let's just let's let let's pump the brakes. Just let him enjoy his college career. Let him play. You know, if he makes it to the NBA and gets to play with his dad, that would be awesome. Um, but don't force something like that. Don't put that pressure because that's gonna that brings a whole other basket of nerves into your game where you don't trust yourself and you get all this additional pressure. So I don't like all that. I think they need to kind of calm the spotlight on him. But, you know, all right, all right. one of our listeners, James Thomas, talking about Peyton and Eli over Archie. That's a good. That's a good yeah. one. Also, yeah. Pat Mahomes outdid his dad in a different sport. That's good. Not not necessarily the same, but that, that all, he uh, surpassed him for sure. Yeah. Um, Raj, real quick, uh, what are your thoughts on Bronny? I mean, to compare the two of them is and it's stupid. If you watch basketball. Not trying to diss anybody else, but the world has to by name. LeBron James was 6'7, 235, 240 pounds at 18, 19. He's 6'9, about 250 of pure muscle now. He's a freight train, a freak, a 39 year old who posts triple doubles. Nobody's ever done that. They're different players, and Bronny knows that. 
he's he's a 6'4", 210-pound combo guard. He's The reason why it hurt USC so much is he's a high IQ player. He's a facilitator. He can play the one, two, and three. He has amazing man defense. Uh, he's a great man defender. Um, you know, he's a jack of all trades, master of none. And I was so impressed with his attitude and hustle. And you don't see that kid that grew up, you know, with 100 350 million. He's a different player and he knows it. What you do see is the mental IQ on and off the floor. So and he's going to be a good player somewhere. Mm -hmm. If he needs another tier at USC, yes. If he goes in the draft, he's probably drafted at some point by a damn good team and can sit and watch. And, you know, he's, he's going to get bigger, but he is a guy that can do a lot of different things. Hey, Raj, Raj, let me ask you this. Since you watch, you watch all UT basketball, uh, what you're describing to me sounds a lot like uh, Josiah Jordan James. Like he, oh, he's way more athletic. Well, no, no, but I'm, uh, yeah, but I'm saying like he is a smart basketball player, and like his plus minus, he he, you won't be like, oh my gosh, he yeah. played well. But you look at the box score, plus minus is up there. Usually one of the highest of on Tennessee's team. And so he's a glue guy, just like, like Josiah Jordan. Jr. Yeah, he'll frustrate fans because they don't know what's happening. But in the system that is ran, he knows what's going on. He's a glue guy, and he's only started a couple games. People look at just the of the numbers, and he started those games because the starting backcourt was injured for two weeks. He didn't want to start. He was going to come off the bench. And he's good with everything. You don't hear him in the media. Um, just a very smart, humble kid that does everything well. And uh, with time, he can be much better than that. All right. So let's move from the hardwood to the racetrack. Yeah. I can't wait, dude. Okay. Uh, I've been looking forward to hosting something about auto racing for quite a while i'm an expert on this because i watched the netflix show and yes. then the guy who uh i liked won it all byron what was his name ryan ryan blaney ryan blaney blaney i like that other dude too who had a hot they all had hot girlfriends dude i was like Shit. well did you notice none of them were married either they they did it right exactly smart dudes man it's like dale yeah. jr yeah i mean dude you don't bring sand to the beach um <laughs> and speaking of let's transition quickly to there uh tom i understand that you by yourself are going down to talladega um are you just like looking for Saggier, like strange boobs than what you see in the north, you know, hey, the of the country. Are you like, serious? No, I'm just. Well, you better take that back. You better no, take that back. I, that's not a reference. I said strange boobs. Not that's a different. Saggy. Thing. You use the word saggy. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's trying to say your the normal boobs you see are yeah, not, I'm not saggy, talking about the normal they're, 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 ones. Yeah, he's I'm talking about, about if there was a race in Michigan. Yeah, what you'd see on the infield versus oh. or the gallery, whatever you call it. All I know is that when I've seen Talladega, I've been looking for boobs, and then I see it, and I'm like, oh, like <laughs> it's kind of like wanting to see a crash. 
segue. Yeah. yeah. And well, then it, 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 it'll the be, effect it has on the race. It'll um, be like a, a, a TikTok uh, weekend, that's for sure. Oh, uh, we no, we will what? have we will have multiple, uh, I guess TikTok videos and Real. whatever we do uh, from Talladega. But yes, uh, yeah, I've convinced Tom to come down. Uh, I think he's flying in Friday. I'm picking him up. Uh, are you flying in from Atlanta or Chattanooga? I, I'm the initial plan is flying in Thursday, and oh uh, yeah, heading up to Chattanooga from Atlanta. But uh, I, I will, I will say, after watching <clears throat> that Netflix series and seeing what it was like Talladega, I, I immediately texted Robbie. I said, "Are you going to Talladega this year?" Because I know we went last year. And he said, oh, we're going. I said, April or in uh, September? He goes, in April. I'm like, let's go. Let's do it. Why this year, though? Like, what are you looking forward to? Why this year? You're more of a purist, or did Netflix help convince you as well? Well, I think I got into it from this show, from, you know, talking with Robbie during the downtimes of not having football in between baseball and whatnot. I I took the time and started watching some of these races and and they're exciting. And it didn't hurt that I was, uh, you know, picking winners and they were uh, coming in uh, from time to time. If only I would have bet the money, but uh, now it's exciting. And, and I think there's more to it than the races. I think you have the drivers have a lot of personality and they've, they've really marketed uh, these drivers really well. Take for example, last week's winner, uh, uh, William Byron, you know, he learned playing uh, a simulator. He learned how to drive a race car by driving a simulator. So, I mean, it, they're not your prototypical NASCAR um, cousin fucker uh, drivers. Uh, they're 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 guys you can oh, get behind. Dad in Alabama now. But no, are you I, guys? Uh, one question: Are you guys camping? At Talladega, yeah. or are you just going to the race? No, we rent rented a premium so, motorhome. Yeah, RV? so we got an RV. From are you Earth. in the infield? Earth. No, no, we're not. I'm not twin in my twenties anymore. So <laughs> we're we're uh, close to the entrance. Uh, you're on the campground across the street. We're in Winter's Walk too, so we're like right by the entrance of the yeah. racetrack. Good luck with all that. That's, Is there yeah. still a like no deuces on the RV rule? Or do people take deuces on the RV? Because no, back no. in the day, there I was made, no I made deuces. Sure we, I made sure we're close to the shower house. So use the bathroom. Like even Oof. pee unless you can't. At least you can in the on the RV. Mm. Um, but yeah, we got we got an RV coming on uh, Thursday. Uh, so I'm in, tri- I'm in trial, a big trial, starting Monday to Thursday or Friday that week. So I'm either going to be rich walking away from going down to Talladega or I'm going to be pissed off and poor. <laughs> um, You'll bet it all back on Talladega. Yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, some of my West Coast boys, even though racing is big out there, certain uh, certain prominent racers from there. We got Fontucky. Fontana's a big race. Jimmy Johnson, um, one of the greatest race car drivers of all time. Exactly. Jimmy Johnson from sub- or Southern California, I believe. Yeah. But what is it about Talladega that makes it so fun? Is it the, greatest, the crowd the itself and the attitude year. and the energy? Is it the race itself? Because it seems to run pretty clean 
compared to others, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, Brandon's been there. Brandon, you haven't spoken a while. What do you think about the Talladega? Oh, Talladega was like Daytona is fun and cool and everything. There's nothing like Talladega. It's the best race um, by far, in my opinion, when I used to watch it a lot. Uh, I've been, I think, three times at Talladega. And, man, it was – it's incredible. Um, Why? I know it's a restrictor plate race, but they are just wide open the entire time. I mean, there's hardly any breaks. I mean, it is – there's so much strategy that goes into it. I was telling Tom before, uh, for the broadcast, they, they rent these headphones out. Um, yeah. And so you get the headphones and you can, you can click on your driver. You can listen to the pit and your driver talking back and forth strategies. So you really learn a lot about strategy and race and like all this other in-depth stuff, like conserving fuel draft, you know, two tires, four tires and why, like, reasons why i mean it's it's really incredible everything that goes into a race because brilliant man nascar was brilliant yeah for the for the lands you know people or you know whatever watching you just turn it on it's like you you watch a bunch of cars going on circuit you're like i don't understand it but there's so much more that goes into it but talladega is the it's like the super bowl of which i think they actually consider daytona that but i like i think talladega is the super bowl of nascar well, well, the the is he Talladega, right? Talladega is massive, and so like you like in comparison, like you so you could take the big house, you could take the horse, you could take Neyland Stadium, you could put them in the infield of Bristol Motor, Motor Speed Speedway. You can put Bristol inside the infield of Talladega. Yeah, like Talladega is massive, and so you get these long runs of going two hundred miles an hour. And then slowing down to like 125 and turning and over and over again, all within inches of each other. Like it's just an amazing oh, when they, they go three wide, they're making yeah. Uh, I mean like like, a crazy bank, like a 30 degree, 33 degree bank, I mean, yeah. like on top so of they, those I mean, really, like, they don't even turn the steering wheel, like the bank like yeah. turns for them. You know? It's it's so, almost it's, it's extreme, like, uh, it seems like I love it. It, yeah, it's almost like a like a putting green, right? Like you can put it and like you put it straight, and it will just drop the ball down. You don't know anything about putting. <laughs> All right, now Jesus Christ! I looked at a picture of Talladega. It looks like a, the city of Chattanooga. Um, <laughs> what is it about the rest of it that makes it fun? I mean, I can't imagine all the ladies for those that love ladies and that you know well, party a lot. Are hot like is it just the train wreck thing that makes everything everybody's got a great attitude it's, what is it about it it's like a redneck mardi gras in the campgrounds um i, I call that Tuesday, though i would never bring my wife again like i brought sarah and oh, it, i was like you're, we're not ever coming back here. so <laughs> if you go go with the boys do not go with the girls it's not uh, uh-huh. Well, I, I, and I would say, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with Brand's statement. And I also say there's this kind of sacredness about it of everyone understands don't ruin it. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is like you can still bring your own coolers in. You can still like, like I brought in two 32 ounce Nalgene bottles, one with vodka, one with whiskey in a cooler both races just walked in and set them in 
and then like it didn't my uh, i was with a a friend of mine last year and he's like did you bring your gun i'm like i don't have a gun and he's like you're the only one here without a gun and i was like well that's bad news but, but, but with that being said like you go in and everyone's chill like it, it like well, well like there, there are some aggressive people about the girls but it's like there's also kind of and night stuff yeah. over the campground and just stay away from that and you yeah, can yeah, stay yeah. away from yeah, it yes yeah, yes you can have whatever time you want to have there it's exactly. time and a place in your life for everything and right. yeah well and there's certain certain areas where that goes on and it doesn't go on everywhere in the campground it's just yeah. like certain section and you just yeah it's very much it's very much what do you want to get into and this is right. where you go uh but yeah like the whole no security like even like i was told all week you can bring your cooler and it doesn't matter and i was like I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. And then I walked right mm-hmm. in. I'm like, holy. I believe God. you. <laughs> yeah. I'll be bringing a backpack filled kinda, with bush, I'm kind of want to go to Calabaga now. When is it? Uh, April, April, April 22nd. Come on. I got two extra tickets. <laughs> so Brandon and Raj. Are brown people allowed inside? Yes. Or? Yeah. Bubba oh, Wallace drives now. It's so you 23 on. shirt on. Alabama, dude. There's but brown no people racing. <laughs> Moving. Come on. Oh yeah, kind of. Some of them are happy. No, I. Bubba Wallace. That dude ain't. I've heard him. Anybody named Bubba doesn't. That, that's the exception. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I saw him and his team, and I loved it. And I, I love uh, Denny's attitude. I know, like I, I like heels, and he does what he does perfectly. But moving on to what it's often considered the most sacred race for a lot of different reasons that I think it let a lot of people down this year more and not talking about how the more serious stuff, but Daytona, I did try to watch a little bit of it and it was hard, not just because of the weather, but I read that of the 114 vehicles among the three races, Approximately 85 were involved in a major crash. I know people like crashes and stuff, but what does that do to a race for for you and then for the average casual fan like Brandon or I or Tom? Was this Daytona different? Did the flow, was it anything i mean this seems like it was more wrecks than usual well it was and, clean. And let's just get to the obvious too raw everybody about <clears throat> daytona we all know what we're talking about um is is it time for a change has that been discussed well I, I i think this race I, I think the race in general was clean up until eight laps to go and then <clears throat> what 80 percent of the field was wiped out and only seven drivers came out unscathed, you know, and then they, there was a lot of heat that was taken that, you know, they only got one more lap in and pretty much the, the race ended almost in a caution. It, it, it They barely got the lap in. So I think they took some heat from that, but last year's Daytona, what did they do? Like five different restarts. And there was a lot yeah, of, yeah, a lot of other times one. last so, year. Yeah. Just one little <clears throat> caveat here, Raj. Every restrictor plate race, there's always a big one, and that's what they call it. There's always a wreck, a huge wreck that involves a ton of cars. And anytime we have restrictor plate, it's typically towards the last 15 laps or so 
you're going to have people starting to get a little antsy and a little aggressive. They're going to push and they're going to nudge and knock someone out of the way. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's NASCAR's racing that happens every single time. So, well, yeah. And, and, for, and for some background, uh, so NASCAR is unique in this kind of situation where uh, the playoffs, essentially, if you win a race, you're in. And so when you get to these last few laps, if you're close, you go for it. Mm-hmm. And if you rack, you, you know, be damned because you have 30 more races to try to get into the champ to the right. playoffs. And, and now they so is the one that you, 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 you're all, you're all going to be close all race long. So you make maneuvers you wouldn't in other races. Right. But you're going to have some of the more aggressive drivers, AKA dirty drivers that are <laughs> going to nudge you and Ross Chastain. Do things in that. Ross so Chastain. You're going to um, see, you're going to see I a, calls, a couple of rats end up winning, which is crazy. I saw like the fourth tier race I read was just like a night, like nine cautions of like 80 lap. There's just a lot of other overall for the entire weekend. If you were there. And of course the rain didn't help that this year seemed to suck more than others. And I just was going to ask, did you guys feel that way? Does, does the flow of the race, it seemed like to me, if the race ends, you know, with one lap and on, in, on caution or two, what do they call it? Two car start. Yeah, I hate the new rules that they have. Yeah, I yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like it, would I hate, it shouldn't be able to win on a caution. Like no, that was the that was a technicality. How I mean, I won a bunch of money because I bet on Chevy cars, uh-huh. but they were one and two. They should have had a chance to run that out because they were neck and yeah. neck, and that was and yeah. and uh, there was a big race last. Year. I can't remember which one it was, but. It may have been Talladega that I was at that ended on. Like no, a- I remember there was one that um, it went like five cautions or something that, yeah. that ended on a caution. We all it, it was Talladega. It was Talladega. Yeah, I was, it yeah, was that's Talladega. the one it was. Right. Yeah. Do people boo and shit because you're there for five? I know. Was it last year the first year the new rules? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's time. it's awful. It's terrible. It's the journey, not the destination. I'm sure well, for the enthusiasts, but I'd be pissed off. Like. Like what the fuck? I've been waiting here for the end, and I for somebody as a lay person, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it ends on a caution." Like what? Um, well, yeah. it's especially because because to let you inside on the, like these these guys, like what they did, like after the ton of five hundred, they raced the Xfinity series. They're gonna do mud track racing, like they, oh, like yeah. they race all weekend long, all they're, night long. Yeah, like, truck races, the like dirt track, like so all it's of it's not it's not endurance, it's not time. It's just like. It's it's a disservice. These new overtime rules are a disservice to the drivers. I was listening to actually, I didn't. I, I saw a video clip of uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast, and he had his wife on the show, and um, they were talking about how the race pretty much ended on a caution. And his wife's like, "I think that's bullshit. I hate when races end in a in a caution." And Dale goes, "That's how Dale Earnhardt won his Daytona 500." <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't care. It's still bullshit. So that, that guy's like Peyton Manning, dude. He's become a media personality and a darling that everybody likes and is clever and funny. But uh, final question for you guys. Give me an idea of the itinerary. When you get down there, how soon when you probably start drinking on the way down, who's the sucker driving? Or, or do you rich enough to pay somebody? When do you come home? 
how do you feel in the fucking mornings? Give me some insight. Driving, we're taking a helicopter down. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna win your trial. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick uh, Tom Barry. You two up, I guess, wherever we meet you guys, and then uh, we all drive down. And then the RV is gonna be waiting for us. Uh, We'll have tons of booze. Bleep, 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 and then uh, <laughs> we will be ready to go. And uh, lots of Funyuns, Doritos. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We haven't even talked about food. Uh, oh. We have eating fun dip right, right now. There may be oh, some there you fun go. dip on yeah. the. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Good. that is uh, not on the agenda. Yeah, and so we're gonna. Uh, yes, yeah, so we'll get there. Then uh, Saturday, well, Friday night party in the infield. Saturday Xfinity Cup race, and then uh, maybe late night dirt track, then infield late night again, then wake up now, Sunday. Do they do concerts? Do they have? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Concerts. There's a lot of music everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's where I'll be. infield, yeah. and then yeah. uh, you don't watch like dirt country. track racing in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in and out. Yeah, there's a dirt track right down the road. Like, yeah, yeah. Walking distance. Yeah, then there, yeah, there's some fire pits, and oh, there's, there's like, yes, there's some hardcore people. Like you'll get to know all the campgrounds, and yeah, there's, there's a few you want to avoid for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I have other questions yet about that shit. That just out of curiosity, I'm not going to ask on the show, and because I have so many, I'm overloaded. But um, yeah, man, it, it sounds fun. I can't wait to hear about it. There's no fucking way I'm going, and that's mainly because I'm old, and I would just wake up feeling like death and well and you probably missed the race by a day oh yeah true true up on monday and be like what's that i thought this is a big so deal what's your, what's your return eta what do you guys think on that because that, that influences my decision uh we were coming back a monday yeah, yeah monday come on down brandon <laughs> it's possible I, too, I got two i got I've got three together and two together. Right now, there's three of us. So we can sit two and two, but we're on the same row, so we can get people to move over. Yeah, I don't really care. Question: How much are tickets when you say you got a ticket, and that's for the whole weekend? And how much is one? Uh, I think it was eighty for Sunday and like forty-five for Saturday. The big money's the RV, and they yeah. don't sell their own beer. So does that? Do they not want to make money in Alabama? Oh, I'm sure they sell their own. No, yeah, they, they sell they, beer and everything. They sell beer, but I mean, and shit, right? They're yeah. only rookies by beer, though. That's like yeah. a lost leader, really. Like they don't even care about that. Hmm. Well, I can't wait. We'll hope to have some pictures with blurred out, edited for children. But um, I know we're going to talk about Talladega when it comes to uh, the next segment, which is when we. Uh, we make you money if you listen to me for once in my life for the Super Bowl and the props. I got lucky as fuck. Hey, how about that so, missed uh, extra point? That was huge, as you had said. Hey, there, I hammered Casey. Told you, boys. Yeah, me too. A um, lot of props. OT got me. Uh, you know things like uh, the over. What's his name? Uh, the over on rushing attempts. Uh, Sixteen and a half. He ended up with 17, uh, Pacheco. Uh, but I anyway. Think, I think we made everyone money on it. Got the, it got me the over total, too, 
Vegas got crushed. For once, the house didn't win. But let's get into it, man. Let's let's bet some nuts. It's time for bet your nuts. All right. I'm trying to load my apps because I made a bunch of drunk bets. I know one of them, I'll start with myself, was I like what the Lakers have done getting Spencer Dinwiddie. He's kind of a glue guy. No, he's not a great shooter, but he former really Piston. helped the second unit. Former Piston, yes. Former Net. He's a good defender. And the Lakers, to, bet, to make the playoffs, were, I'm trying to pull it up. Um, fuck AT&T, by the way. Many of us know, but they were a like bad plus, day, bad day, bad day, dude. They were like plus 105 uh, to make the playoffs, and that includes the play in, I believe. So there's 10 seed, even though the West is tough. So that was my go to. The Lakers will make the playoffs. They're playing much better. They've got a rest, and I love Dinwiddie. Um, I have some others. Five, yes, plus 105. Take that. They will make the playoffs. And, you know, Golden State is finally playing guys like Kuminga and other young talent. Um, so they're looking good as well. But uh, the Lakers are my go-to. Let's uh, let's next go to Brandon. Brandon, uh, how are you going to make the world money? All right. So because I just don't watch enough NBA because it's hard to watch. Nothing there. Uh, NCAA, a, not a lot there. So I'm going to go what I know. It's a little golf. Um, we're going to go down to the Mexico Open. Steven Yeager sitting five back right now. He's plus 2,800. Great value there. Um, I'd throw a little money on Steven Yeager to win this tournament. He's one of the few names um, that are, are notable there, uh, and, and he's playing pretty well as of late. So I like Steven Yeager to win that. And then I've got a little bonus bet, future NFL – Long, long, long time from now. But um, if you are a believer in the Kansas City Chiefs in the oh. first three-peat ever at plus 625. Oh, wow. Those odds like, aren't that like great. Those odds, they're pretty damn good right now. So plus 625, throw I mean, 20 What are the lines, though, like? They're like plus. Uh, the like lines are like hundred. Never yeah. bet against Mahomes. Ever. Never. But look, look what they do in the postseason. Mm-hmm. They find a way. They they make players. Mahomes is like Tom Brady. He makes unless unless there's better. a Travis Taylor breakup, then it ruins everything. I mean, I Travis is a great stairs. crutch, but th- this is it, it's almost a mirror image of Tom Brady's career so far, and like how he's gone through and they they get these no name receivers basically and then their their names by the end of the season um it like rice and um like obviously i can't remember any of the rest of the names but <laughs> I mean, noah gray the, the yeah, and, 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 and to your point yeah. brandon andy reed's a better coach than bill belichick oh for sure i it i believe comes so. down to coaching I think I think Tom is a goat, and that, that's going to be hard to to beat um, overall talent wise. But uh, Mahomes is pretty damn good, and and he he's got an extra step on Brady, which he's a little bit more mobile. 
um, and can oh, scat. Holmes is the best player we've ever seen. I think so. It's, that baseball background has a difference. Rob, I forgot mm-hmm. to say. Baseball also, and basketball. He was a baller in basketball. Uh, I got Tennessee at plus 260 to win the regular season. I know they trail Alabama by one game with five to go, but they're the much better team. So I like that one at plus 260 SEC regular season. Yeah, well, Alabama's got at Kentucky this weekend, and then and then Tennessee goes to Coleman in, I think, March 2nd. And then we beat them by 20 in Thompson Bowling or Food City Center. So are they 20 points better at home? We'll see. Um, my bet your nuts, boys and girls, is down to Atlanta this weekend. We have the defending champ who led for some of the race Daytona. This is a similar super speedway. Um, you're going to have long stretches, the Ford team. So you have Logano, and then you have Blaney. I think Blaney's the better driver. I'll take Blaney. It's going for plus 1,100 to plus 1,000, plus 1,200, depending on where you can get it. I'd go on Caesars plus eleven hundred. Uh, I'd bet two fifty on that. Ryan Blaney to win. Well, I'm going to go with the same race, and I think this driver probably was the best um, out of all the drivers last week. Uh, did not finish the race, by the way. Um, created the wreck that wiped out almost everybody. Uh, with his aggressiveness, which was kind of surprising. He was he was really going for it. I think Joey Logano comes out on top of this one. Uh, FanDuel's got him at plus 900. Uh, he's starting to become uh, a bad boy of NASCAR. You know, he was he was the, the young kid, and he's really grown up. He's got two uh, cup championships, and he's he seems to have really uh, taken that next step and being more aggressive and, and, and it almost worked for him last week. He went up three high and got really, uh, got behind. I forget who he got behind. Uh, oh, he got behind uh Michigan boy, Brad Kozlowski and uh, turned him, which then hit Blaney who went man, Dale Earnhardt style into the wall. Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was wild. Um, so I think he comes out. He's a great super speed speedway driver. I, I think he brings it home. And then a bonus, I like my guy, number 45, Tyler Reddick, uh, plus 230 to finish in the top five. So uh, he was he was right in the mix until that bad crash, and he wasn't able to uh, compete. But he's I think this is his third year in NASCAR, and he's really uh, made a name for himself, and he's on that 23-11 racing with Jordan and Hamlin. So I, I, I look for him to have a big race here this week, this Sunday, and I'm really excited I get to watch the whole race. Because I don't have to work, so I'll be hey, tuning in. Take time, be careful with Logano, because when you become a bad boy, people remember that, and they will be behind you at some point. This is true. This is true. We'll 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 tune in on uh, Fox. On uh, you're talking Sunday about racing, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, I love it, dude. Two racing calls and uh, a golf call and a basketball call. We're all following suit. Well, I think Tom's a convert, but let's ride that uh, straight on into our final thoughts. Or words, whichever. Or words. Uh, Would anybody like to go first? 
I'll go. This is to the NBA. What in the hell is going on with your product? It is getting worse and worse and worse every year. In the All-Star game, we ju- we touched on it, and I won't beat a dead horse, but th- I mean, this was absolutely like 400 points. Come on. Like, do, do better. Make it at the end of the season where they can either, either try or, you know, make it only rookies or something. Just make it entertaining. This is just stupid. I mean, absolutely stupid. You can't watch it. And the dunk contest and all this other stuff. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, NBA, you got to be better. You're falling way off year by year. The NFL is only getting bigger and stronger. And, hell, even NASCAR. I'm starting that, to get That's a great better. point, Brandon. Yes. Is there anything you would do to the All-Star Weekend? And that goes for all all three of you guys. Change change it and not have it in the middle of the season. <laughs> that would be <laughs> the first thing. the game, but yeah, yeah, Tom, Rob, anything on that? Because it's a fucking make, disaster. Make it mean something. I love the baseball all-star game. Yeah. Make winner, it mean winner gets home. Winner gets home. Get rid of that. They, uh, they scrapped that. Honestly, if – when did they do they that? They just took two weeks off. Yeah. I would not have noticed. Yeah, exactly right. Like, it's like the Pro Bowl. Like, you can't even watch the NFL Pro Bowl, really. Like, that's just a gimmick. Like, this clickbait gimmick stuff. But the NFL Pro Bowl gets better numbers than NBA regular season well, games. Yeah, of course it does. It's the, M- it's the NFL. NFL. Yeah, yeah. It's still, like, the lowest of any NFL, like, viewers. Yeah, I, I don't cr- – like the Pro Bowl is stupid, but I don't criticize them for doing that because it makes money. The NBA All Star Game is just like a joke. Well, yeah, and, you know the the LED floors now and like all this stuff. Like it's, it's so atrocious. But, Dude, uh, make I mean, it rock and jock. Bring down that twenty five point hoop. I want to see something like break the glass backboard again, like back in the day. You know, something like well, that. I'm going to go next because I'm going to talk about basketball as well. And if I told you guys I know a player that's averaging 27, 27 and a half points, seven boards, 3.3 assists, 2.6 steals, two blocks, and is an 85% shooter from the line, you'd say that's a pretty good player. And that's at major college basketball. And that's Juju Watkins of USC, a freshman, All-American, uh, three times Pac-12 Player of the Week, 13 straight Pac-12 Freshman of the Week, number one recruit coming in, just a sensational basketball player. Uh, USC has a very rich history, uh, you know, going back to the Cheryl Miller days, really putting women's basketball on the map. Now, USC took a 30-year hiatus while the great Pat Summit and Gino Ariama and others kind of, you, you know, the sport has grown so much. And Juju's one of the best players I've seen as a freshman, male or female. That's one thing. Number two, of course, the idiotic Pac-12 conference, which is loaded with teams in the top 25, Colorado, Utah, uh, I believe, well, Stanford, UCLA, they're all top 10. There's like four in the top 10. They don't market her at all, which is ridiculous. 
finally, and I'm not going to get into the Caitlin Clark thing because like Bronny and LeBron, they're different players. Um, Juju's much bigger, more athletic, different defensive style. Caitlin, one of the best shooters ever. Different players. Last thing I'll say with the WNBA, I think it's ridiculous that the minimum age is 22, no matter what. So these young girls, there's NILs and whatnot, but if she gets hurt like Cheryl Miller blew her knee out before there's women professional basketball her senior year, it was it. She was done. And I don't think it's right for multiple reasons. We're not going to get into all of them that apply with basketball, many of them the same as the men. But for you to have to graduate or at least be the age of 22 to make it to the WNBA is not right. And LeBron had called attention to it. Good for him for using that platform. It makes zero sense to me whatsoever. And I want to see that change right away. That's what I have to say. You know, Juju, if she stays healthy, will break Caitlin Clark's scoring record. But that's because she has to play four years. Hmm. She would be the number one pick overall this year, in my opinion. So don't have a double standard NBA and WNBA. It's not right or not fair to these girls. Very good. Tom, wait, who did you already go, Rob? No, go to Tom next. I'm going to go. Um, you don't want to follow Tom, bro. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> no, this one, this isn't my uh, sentimental one, although maybe a little bit. Um, uh, it is glad to be, I'm glad to be back. We are off a couple weeks, so everyone out there that has tuned in, we do thank you. Um, and it's good to have Brandon back. I know he was uh, under the weather the past couple weeks, this crazy viral, uh, no-name viral infection that seems to be uh, hitting anywhere and everyone, no matter where you're from. Yeah. So glad to have you back, Brandon. Thank you. But um, hope springs eternal. And and what is going on uh, this week? Spring training starts. And uh, I'm excited about this year, like I alluded to earlier. The Tigers have a lot of promise. And, and A.J. Hinch has kind of talked about the success that the Lions had, kind of motivating his his Lions or his Tiger team and and this is a young team that if if if, if you, you haven't heard much about them, it's no surprise because, you know, they have not done well, but they did finish second in the Central last year. You've got Tarek Skubal, who is number seven in betting odds to win the AL Cy Young. Uh, you have Casey Mize, yeah, another young arm who's who's coming off Tommy John. They've, they've got a really great young nucleus of players. They've gone from one of the worst farm systems to number five. Uh, MLB's uh, ranked uh, farm system. So they've done a really good job. They made a lot of headway last year. They finished five games under 500, which was remarkable. Uh, if you would have talked to me before the start of the season, I thought they were going to break their record in 2005 or 2004 of 119 losses, but uh, they've got a great coach. And I really do believe that they'll kind of take the blueprint from the Lions and just, you know, go after every game and, and they have the coach to do it. And, and I'm just excited. And, and today it was 55 degrees here up in uh, uh, the Metro Detroit area and it's supposed to be in the mid sixties next week. And uh, pretty soon you're going to see leaves budding and, and April 5th is opening day. So it's, it's definitely a holiday around here. I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to this team because they've got a legitimate chance to win the central. So go Tigers.
Love it. Love it. Spring training, all about it. I may go my first time, uh, which I've never been, which is I'm embarrassed, but uh, I can't wait. I can't I've been wait. to Arizona spring training, which was phenomenal. <clears throat> That's where I'd be going. Uh, yeah, it, I have a good reason to go. So I'd be stoked, but I'd have to bring the kid, which would suck. But yeah, I can't wait. Rob, take us home. Yeah, so earlier today I talked about how excited I was to go to Alabama for the race. Um, but there's an overshadowing thing about Alabama, what happened yesterday or late in the evening yesterday, and it's happening today, and it's going to affect people. Uh, I fear not only in Alabama, but in the rest of the country. As someone who is currently dealing with this this embryo situation um the if you don't know the alabama supreme court ruled an embryo is life which means there's consequence to this what it means is that if a father of an embryo has to pay child support infinitively because of that embryo's life or if you are a parent and you want to have children and you create embryos and you freeze them, you have to pay for that storage for the rest of your life. Or if you are a worker at one of these facilities that host embryos and let's say you accidentally knock some of these species over and they crash and they get disposed of that's manslaughter. This is the most archaic ruling that i've ever seen from a a court and it is disgusting it is you cannot say i'm pro-life and then also say i want to discourage people that are older from trying to have children that is that is contradictory it is hypocritical it is ignorant and it is just plain stupid because look I get religion. I get you have all these kind of situations. But what you are doing is we are as a society waiting older and older for whatever reason to have children. And some of us cannot have children naturally. And to take this avenue away from us and to criminally to threaten criminal prosecution for this is wrong. It's ignorant. And like, I don't care where you stand on abortion. This is not abortion. This is this is this is science. This is meeting humans, and this is having ha- having a chance for people to have children that can't do it naturally. And what you're doing is criminalizing it, and essentially holding people hostage. It will decrease the birth rate, which is already struggling, and other states will follow this. And I'm afraid where I live, and where Brandon lives, and where Raj lives. Tennessee will follow, and it's a sad day in America for pe- for people for people older like mo- all four of us our age people that even think about or even want to experiment having children. Um, it's a sad day, and it's stupid, and it's wrong. And I will bet my legal career it's wrong about the precedents, the legal scholarness behind it. These judges in Alabama are wrong, and it's stupid and it's evil and I'm, I'm ashamed 
today to be in the legal profession. And I feel this is the only time I've been on the show saying this, but this, this one, this one is really stupid. Like this, this, this is, this is the dumbest opinion that I have seen in my lifetime. And I don't, I know this isn't a political show, but this is just effing stupid. And those are my final words. There no, I absolutely agree. The ramifications and consequences. I couldn't even think of an analogy that would compare. It's so stupid um, and so short-sighted and just political grandstanding. I'll say it at that, but I was just like, just dumbfounded. I've seen some dumb shit. And again, political grandstanding, but this really takes the cake in my opinion. And where does it end? That's all I'll say. Uh, well, on that note, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Still like and subscribe, even if you are a Republican. Yeah, it has nothing to do with political. No, 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 and, and, and this, this, this is, and, and I'll, 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 I'll keep talking. I'm sorry. This is the Republicans probably agree with most of what I say. No, I'm a Republican, and yes. I totally like this. Is this is a, Nikki this, Haley? But this is too much. Like I'm pro life and all that, but this, that's this is ridiculous. I think Donald Trump would agree. I, I don't read his opinions, but enough on that. Uh, for for Birdie Brandon. For uh, Razor Sharp Rob tonight, for Talladega Tom, I am uh, <laughs> running late. Raj, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys uh, all for watching. Wreck the speculation. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Reckless Speculation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube searching Reckless Speculation. Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We look forward to catching you right here next week with another exciting episode of Reckless Speculation.